Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray, and I'm just sneaking in with a quick note about today's episode. I got a little too ahead of myself, friends, and tried to pre-batch and pre-load an episode for you today using new software, and I'm simply not happy with the quality of the audio that came out. However, I decided to keep the episode for you anyway, and I hope you'll listen in. It's an important conversation about how do we transition our businesses confidently when we're up-level when we're growing into a new version of ourselves. Sometimes it's really hard to sell ourselves when we don't know what we're going to be selling on the other end. And it's hard to get people to believe in us when we're not quite sure that we believe in ourselves just yet either. So I'd like you to listen into the episode, but do know that I will be with you back live tomorrow and I look forward to talking to you then. Thanks so much. How do you maintain confidence when your business is in transition? Better yet, is it even possible to sell yourself when you're not quite sure of what you're selling? Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray and I'm a performance and mindset coach over at choosetohaveitall.com where I work with online business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs to help them run their best lives and run their best businesses. Today, I wanted to chat with you about an important conversation that at some point in time, every business owner faces and has to manage with themselves. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to chat with Marcy Masters. She's a member of my Facebook group, and she's also a graphic designer and branding mentor. Marcy had come to me with questions as she manages her business transition, and I had hoped to have that interview with you live. You know a lot of things about me, and one of the things you probably learned is I'm not so quick on the tech, and we had some audio glitches that I couldn't quite overcome to get you that video and interview live like I had hoped. So if you bear with me, I'm just going to give you a summary of the call and the points that we made, because I really do think that at any point in time, a business owner is going to be in a transition moment. And unfortunately, we can't just stop and say to our customers and clients, hey, could you just pause here right now? I'm going to click that remote button. I'm going to click the pause button while I go and figure out how the story is going to end. Somehow we have to keep playing and keep going, even when we ourselves aren't sure of the ending. Marcy's questions around confidence and around resiliency during the time of transition were really important and I felt like the insights that we came to together were worth a share even if I couldn't get the interview with you live so I certainly hope you'll bear with me and this new audio format that I'm trying if it works great if not let me know and I'll just never do it again right but here's the thing where we start isn't always going to be where we land. And that's true for most businesses. And we need to figure out and accept that that transition process is going to be messy. It's going to be fraught with doubts and insecurities. And where we were with Marcy is she came to me doing graphic design and branding mentoring. And when she had been doing it originally, when she started, she was doing it as a done-for-you service. So people were coming to her saying, this is who I am. This is how I serve. And she was delivering back a finished product. And what we know about that model is that we are constantly, when we're doing that service provider 
you know, situation in that manner, we're always going to be trading our dollars for hours in the chair or at the desk. We're never going to be free to have more passive income to work, you know, to work less uh, or work harder in less time or, you know, whatever that expression happens to be. We're always going to be stuck making a dollar for each hour that we sit in the chair. If we want to grow and scale our businesses, we have to learn how to do that in such a way that makes sense for our skill set and our time. And where Marcy was is she wanted to transition that done-for-you service to a branding design course that taught people who were new to online business how to start that branding conversation with themselves. But here's the thing that when you do that and you're suddenly offering something you've never done before, it's easy to feel like a fraud or a fake when you're putting that new shiny offer out there for the first time. And that's where Marcy was when she found me. And she suddenly lacked the confidence and the ability to believe in herself and deliver because the product she was creating was gonna be a more premium product for people. It was gonna offer a transformation and give people a skill set that she hadn't actually done before. And what I worked with her on is the thing that I want to talk to you all about today, because it's the first thing we let go of when we're feeling doubt in our business. And I remember I did this to myself. I was transitioning from a private therapist in a mental health brick and mortar practice to doing online coaching and consulting. And the first thing I did is told myself a story that I was a newbie. And I put up, it's almost like I put it up as a shingle and I told myself, I don't know everything there is to know yet. I'm still new. And that resulted in the same thing that Marcy and I talked about where we undercharged for our services and we undervalued what we did. But the reality is, is I wasn't new to mindset. I wasn't new to helping people come over there, overcome their emotional mental blocks. I was simply new to the online space. I hadn't like done anything more than change offices, essentially. Instead of being in my small town brick and mortar, I was now online. But by tacking on that newbie label, by telling myself and anybody else who would listen, that I was, you know, quote, unquote, new, then I was discounting all of the years of experience, the education, my graduate degree, my clinical license to practice independently, the 20 years of experience, all of the history with depression, anxiety, and trauma, working with children, working with families, working with couples. I was checking all of that at the door simply because I was new to online. And I think that's what Marcy found herself doing when she thought about transitioning herself from DIY, uh, from doing um, done-for-you services to teaching people how to do it for themselves. She was ignoring and checking the number of times people were casually asking her for her advice, for her two cents, for her like to audit their brands, to look at what they were putting out there. And she was mentoring them already. She was just doing it in that casual water cooler format. So it didn't feel legit for her. The first thing she has to overcome in order to feel more confident is the same thing we all have to overcome to feel more confident is this idea that there's always going to be a part of the next step that we don't know.
But that doesn't mean we don't know anything. It simply means that we don't know the next step. And when we ignore the experience, the time we've put in, the investment we've put into learning, and we ignore all of that, we're setting ourselves up to fail. We're putting ourselves like back seat. We're getting out of the driver's seat of our own lives and our own businesses. We're becoming passengers and we're telling that prospective lead or client like, you take it from here. I'm not quite sure where I'm going. And it's, I get it, right? Like when you're in that transition feeling, period, it just simply feels messy. You feel a little bit undressed. You feel half naked because you, you know you're, you have the look for the outfit. You know where you want to go. You know where you're getting there, but you're not quite sure if it looks right. And the last thing we want to do when we show up at a party is wear an outfit and have our underwear showing. So of course we want to be shiny and new and wearing our best selves and putting our best selves forward when we're putting out a new product or service that makes total sense. We all get it. But the reality is, is that it's simply not always possible when we're in that transition moment. And what we have to think about sometimes is rather than worrying about getting all those dirty bits covered, but if your underwear is showing PS, cover that up, none of us need to see it. But rather than worrying about that part of being in transition and not looking the part and not looking confident or professional, we should simply tell the people who are involved in our business, so our, our current like audience, our current clients, anybody who's currently buying from us or following us on social media, where we're at. If we're transparent about it and we communicate clearly about it, then we're telling people what to expect from us. And we can stop worrying about what they're expecting of us. We tell them where we are because we're the drivers in our own businesses. We are in the cars. We're deciding that we're in the right lane, the middle lane, or the fast lane. We decide. But when we start worrying about our audience, our clients, our consumers, we're, we're cutting ourselves off at the pass a little bit. And we're going to put ourselves further behind because we're letting go of control. But we're letting go of a control at a really critical place that doesn't really make sense for our businesses. It's, you know... The thing is, is that it's it's normal to feel unsure during this time of transition. It's normal to doubt ourselves. It's normal to go, uh, I don't quite know where I'm going. And when we're lost and when we don't know where we're going, we usually slow down a bit, right? We don't just keep forging ahead in the left lane and passing by people left and right. We slow down and we get a sense of ourselves and we get a sense of where we are in relation to everything else. We have a GPS of sorts that we can check. And when we're running our businesses and we're offering new services or products, we're not always able to do that in real time. The expectation sometimes is that we deliver the service or product and then we get the results and we fine tune as needed based on feedback. But I don't think that we all work and operate that way. And one of the things that I suggested to Marcy that she consider is that as she runs a Facebook group, she can lean on the members of her group for feedback in real time. And the example I gave her is if she picked somebody who is an active member of her group, who showed up consistently, participated regularly, and offered that 
person, a bird's eye view into her new product or service to say, hey, over here, I'm trying this new thing out. Would you like to try it with me? Would you like to see how it works? Would you like to be a part of the feedback loop and let me know what you think and deliver that product or service? Now, sometimes people in this space are telling you to do that stuff for free. And I am not a huge fan of that. They'll say like, you know, offer the value for free in exchange for a testimonial. That's not the example I gave here. That's not what I told Marcy to do because that is for proving your value to the consumer. The reason why I encouraged Marcy to do this is so she could prove her own value to herself. She needed to provide herself with a specific, measurable, observable example of proof of what she's capable of. And if she can take somebody from having no branding identity to having a branding identity with this course she created, she can stop worrying about the fact that she's never done it before and get on with the fact of doing it better and making it better. But we only do that when we take a chance and we reach out and we ask somebody for help. And so often we're so worried about looking like we don't know all the things. We're not feeling confident, but we're so afraid to tell people we're not feeling confident that we end up faking it till we make it in completely the wrong way. We don't want to pop up and feel fake as we deliver a new product or service. We want to pop up in, with legit pride and a sense of self of who we are, how we serve, what's gotten here us here to this point, and what's going to make us better, and how we can help people with their pain points, and how we can help people get better themselves. And when we do that from a place of feeling small, from feeling fearful, from feeling less than, we never get to that destination. But if we get that visible, measurable, specific proof for ourselves, then we can put a spotlight more easily and readily on who we are and how we serve. And I really wanted Marcy to have that experience for herself. Because here's the thing, we can't puff up and fake it till we make it in that sales conversation. People will smell fake from a mile away, they'll smell it and they'll read it as desperation. And then we're five steps behind where we wanted to start in the beginning. But if we think about the idea that sometimes if we really tune into that skill set, like I offered Marcy the opportunity to do, to offer that beta program to a member of her group so that she and the member could see firsthand how this product works, how it helps the client perform better, all of those pieces, then if she needs to puff up a little bit, she doesn't have to puff up with the offer. She can simply puff up with the packaging. Because here's the thing, if she's selling herself as a branding expert and she's putting herself out there as someone who can help you identify your own brand and who you are, what you do and how you serve, her website and her own branding absolutely needs to be dialed in tight. And that's what I was telling Marcy is sometimes that is where you're going to have to fake it till you make it. You might have to puff up in terms of your image and the, the confidence and the messaging around that. 
but don't puff up around the skill set. You can make it be a shiny package, but underneath you need to know that inside that box of what you're offering in that course, in that service you're delivering is gold, valuable and important and capable of helping people through a pain point to a point of transition. And I think it's okay to use that, to have that experience, to talk back to the hater in your head. And in Marcy's case, the hater in her head. I was telling her to remind herself that this is what transition feels like. Transition is messy. It's gonna feel messy. You don't know where you're gonna land. The example I often give in my one-on-one work with clients is it's as if we're gymnasts and we're running and we've gotten that running start and we've left off the horse, but we're flying and twisting and turning in the air. And we don't always know if we're gonna stick the landing. We don't even know sometimes how we're gonna land, but if we rush the landing, we fall. And the example I gave Marcy is it's kind of like she's in the pig pen right now. She doesn't know where she's going to get to on the other side. She doesn't quite know what her product or service is going to ultimately look like. And it feels really messy. But if she pushes through this part and rushes to the point where she just has the shiny new offering on a shiny new sales page, she's going to risk having to do this all over again. Because if we rush this process, and we don't spend the time really thinking about where we want to go next, we end up falling prey to whatever our audience thinks we should do next, whatever the other gurus in the space think we should do next, the experts in the space, the thought leaders in the space, all of their opinions start to take up noise. And we rush to that ending only to find that it doesn't make us happy. And that's the last thing we want, right? To have done all that work, to have communicated transparently, to have run somebody through the beta program, only to realize that we rushed the ending and we created a product or service that really doesn't have value to us and isn't important to us. That's the last thing anybody wants. But if we're going to avoid that, if we're going to really get to a place of authentic, genuine offering of something that we really want to be doing and serving, we have to sit in that mess. And if we don't, we're just, we're delaying the inevitable. We're just going to end up doing it all over again. We have to figure out who we are and we're not always going to get the answers right away. And it's important to remember, too, something that I said to Marcy is that the clients that we started with are not going to be the clients we end with, especially if we're in a transition process, right? Like in Marcy's case, for example, she started with a done-for-you service, and she's ending up in the DIY space. The customer who bought a done-for-you branding service isn't going to be the customer who buys a DIY service. She's not actually talking to the same person. And as we up-level our businesses, as we pivot, transition, and try something new, we really are, in most cases, going to leave our original buyers, consumers, 
and clients behind. I know that was true for me. When I transitioned from my brick and mortar to the online space, I was offering executive coaching and corporate therapy services. The tagline I was you know, working with was helping people who got to the top of the ladder realize they weren't happy and needed to do something else. Those of you who have been listening to this podcast have no idea who that Heather Gray is. It has no idea that maybe even that I used to offer executive coaching in corporate therapy because you only know me as the mindset and performance coach. You don't know my previous life or my previous existence because those people have been left behind. Those people aren't the online business owners, leaders, or entrepreneurs. They didn't follow me into this space. I'm sure some of them have out of curiosity, but they're no longer going to be the people who buy from me because I'm not offering executive coaching or corporate therapy. So if we know that to be true, that our original consumer is not going to be our final consumer, then we really do need to make a conscious choice here around how much energy, time, and attention we're willing to give worrying about disrupting the apple cart, worrying about upsetting people or leaving people behind. Because the reality is, is when we choose to transition, we are absolutely choosing the natural consequence of leaving people behind. And sometimes that means we're going to leave people behind that we really wish would come with us. But the reality is, is like I said to Marcy, the done-for-you service consumer is not the DIY consumer. She's absolutely going to leave people behind, but she's doing it with the hope and the expectation of impacting a wider audience. She gave the example of giving a person a fish or teaching people how to fish. She's on that wing in a prayer, offering a new service, hoping to impact more people in less time so that she can have the time freedom, lifestyle freedom, and financial freedom that she and her family desire for herself. And I think it's really important to recognize that, that this time of transition, when we choose to move, pivot, or change, it's messy. It's messy professionally. It's messy when we do it in our personal lives. It's simply messy. And we don't do it because we like the mess. We don't do it because the mess is safe or comfortable. We do it because we want to get to the other side. And on the other side of Marcy's struggle is the ability to give multiple online business owners and entrepreneurs confidence, a sense of self. That feeling that comes when you can kind of puff up a little bit bigger, a little bit louder, a little bit bolder, because you feel really good about what you look like. Obviously, you need to have the skills to back it up. But what Marcy's doing is helping people take that first step towards visibility. And that's what she's doing herself. She's now in this parallel process with her clients. And if she can stop pretending that she has to be 10 feet ahead of them, but instead says, hey, I'm walking this walk with you. I'm rebranding myself too. I'm redefining myself. Come with me. Come along for the ride. She's doing mentoring in real time and in a way that's genuine and authentic. And then she doesn't have to worry about seeming disingenuous or fake or like a poser. People are going to see her in her realness and they're going to be drawn to her in her realness too. 
So that's where I landed with Marcy. Would you like my two cents on your problem? Are you struggling with something and asking yourself what would Heather do? Because apparently that's a hashtag in some of the discussions and Facebook groups that people are having. If you'd like my two cents, I would really love it if you reached out to me and hopefully I could get the audio in here for a real live interview. I'm still working on that tech ability, but you can find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. And I got to tell you, if you're finding this show valuable, if you're finding it helpful, if you're appreciating the fact that I'm showing up for you Monday through Friday consistently, the best way to give back to me is to leave a review and consider subscribing to the show. If you go to iTunes, you have to go through the podcast app to get to the reviews, and it can be a little bit complicated. But if you do a little Google search for how to leave a review in iTunes, you'll find tons of pictures, videos, all sorts of resources. And if you could take the two seconds to do that for me, I surely would appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining me. If you have any comments or concerns, email, email me over at heather at choose to have it all.com and know that you're always welcome to join me in the discussion over at my Facebook. Facebook group choose to have it all. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm going to be chatting with you again tomorrow. Until then, bye for now.